0: that sharing and promoting of each other is really important. I mean, on the fluoro peninsula where we are, I'm very aware that for my little business to be successful, my town needs to be successful. For my town to be successful, then the region needs to be successful. For the region, the state. And then for the state to be successful, the whole country has to be successful. So I'm very aware of how we all work, need to work together to Mm. be all successful. And I think that's really important to recognise.
1: Hi, and welcome to episode 90 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that delivers practical insights to help you unlock your brand story and supercharge your business. I'm Amelia Veal, small business owner and storytelling superhero. Here at Narrative Marketing, we are passionate about the power of telling stories to help us learn and connect, and also to build business relationships that drive sales. It's important in small business to get the right business advice. And I can safely say that my guest this week, Luke Talbot-Mayo, can be counted on to give it. Launching a surf school in Port Elliott in 2001 was Luke's way of mingling business and adventure. And what an adventure it has been. At one point, Luke managed 15 different brands and operations, including Hyson Trail Walking Tours, a team-building activities company, a Kangaroo Island backpacker, hostel, restaurant, cabin park and kayak tours in Exmouth WA. So he has loads of experience building successful businesses and he has been in the top 20 fastest growing South Australian companies for years running. In today's episode of Be The Drop, I chat to Luke about using different communication tactics for different audiences. He reveals how to successfully incorporate remote workers into your Aussie team and explains the importance of a big, hairy, audacious goal. This is Luke's version of Be The Drop. If you'd like to make your business story more engaging and exciting, I'd love for you to join me in my community of brand storytelling superheroes on Facebook. It's absolutely free to join. And I recently launched our storytelling program called Storytelling to Inspire Your Tribe and Fuel Your Business. If you'd like to be part of a community that will help you unlock your storytelling superpower, head over to Facebook and join the Brand Storytelling Superheroes group. I'd love to see you there soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Luke, in our next episode of Be The Drop.
0: Fantastic. Happy to be here.
1: We've got a cracker day we here do. down at Port Elliot. Yep. Uh, which I think connects us very much to your item of significance, which you've got here. Would you like to get us started by explaining what it is and how it connects you with your community?
0: Yeah, sure. So obviously over here, I've got my surfboard. For me and my business, my community, I've tried to always um, find an intersection between business and adventure. I've wanted to create a business that I was passionate about um, and that is surfing. So we launched a surf school way back in 2001 um, and it connects me with, I guess, the community around here and around the world. uh, And yeah, it relates directly to my business.
1: Fantastic. So, you know, I think many people would go, yeah, surfing, I want to work surfing. How do you go about building a business from something that's, you know, really is a pleasure, something you do because you love surfing, as you said. How do you then go, right, well, I can turn this into a business and at the same time not lose the pleasure in the surfing?
0: I mean, that was a um, a struggle for a little while Um, (laughs) because when you're in the water all the time, especially in the initial years when I was coaching a lot, uh, you get waterlogged. And so, you know, you don't surf as much as you did when you were not coaching all the time. Mm. Um, But then it's about finding the balance. So, yeah, I guess, you know, I started it because I loved it and the joy it gave me. And it was great to be able to then um, share that joy with other people.
1: Fantastic. And you have also built other businesses around that. Um, Can you explain a little bit what's happened since starting that initial business?
0: Um, For the first two years after that, we would pack up all of the gear, two vehicles, drive to Exmouth on Ningaloo Reef in Western Australia, and uh, run surf lessons and kayak tours up there, wow. um, and then come back here for the summer. So we could, we had a motto of chase the sun, um, which is what we were doing, and having sort of endless summer between Northwest, Western Australia, and back here. Uh, and then over those years after this, we ended up, uh, what did we do? We had an online travel agent doing, oh sorry, snow and surf travel company up in the city, doing surf holidays and snow holidays. Um, we started Kangaroo Island tours where we'd have two buses going to Kangaroo Island every day with backpackers. Mm. Uh, we did a restaurant over on Kangaroo Island, a backpacker hostel, a cabin park over there. <laughs> then uh, came back and we did walking tours on the Hyson Trail, online travel agent. And in the middle of that, we uh, also uh, started Beyond the Boardroom, which is our other uh, main brand, doing team building activities. So we started that in 2005. So there's been a big, long journey and we've started... I think 15 years in, we had 15 brands, which is crazy. Um, and, you know, I've sold off a fair few of the businesses now. We're just focusing on the core ones, which is the Surf School, which has some subsidiary brands, and Beyond the Boardroom, which has some subsidiaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I,
1: I'm i slightly overwhelmed just listening. <laughs> like, yeah. I run one business, and I think, that's enough? Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about 15 at one point. Yeah. That's overwhelming. How do you manage that many different businesses? Well,
0: I wouldn't say they're all businesses, they're all different brands. Mm -hmm. Um, So the way I looked at our business was, if you imagine you've got a chipboard in the middle and you've got different veneers on the outside. So the different brands with the different veneers and they would bring in different customers to our um, business. So for example, we had Surf and Sun would be our surf school would bring in, I guess, weekend, um, learn to surf people and things like that in the holidays and kids Mm -hmm. and families. And then we created Beyond the Classroom, which would bring in school groups. So Beyond the Classroom was specialising in the school market and then Surf and Sun would specialise in the weekend and holiday market. So it's still the same product offering, but just different brands to appeal to the different um, yeah. markets.
1: Great. But then, with, you know, if you're talking about restaurants, oh. uh, cabins, so some of them would have been different businesses.
0: So they were, but the say when we had our Kangaroo Island tour company, mm-hmm. uh, we needed somewhere to house them. Yeah. we needed somewhere to feed them. Mm-hmm. And so then we basically tried to do a bit of a vertical line of, you know, we can then supply our own food, mm. um, do our own accommodation, and then we had a bit more control in the in the product quality. Yeah. Um, and so that was the main reason for doing that. Mm. Yeah,
1: mm. And so but those sorts of things, as you say, you've sold off some of those and you've gone to the, focusing on the core business but with different brands, subsets, Correct. to target different markets. Correct. Yeah. So what, you know... And what is the benefit of that to your business then
0: um, I guess now it's, it's seasonality um, and you know school groups want to go weekdays um, term time those sorts of things whereas the surf school customers want to go on the weekends and holidays so it means we can attract customers for a longer like you know all, all week all year round mm. I guess mm. um, but in starting the I guess the team building activities uh, that was more getting groups you know a group was going to come whether or not the weather's bad or or not Um, and so once we got those group bookings and that was a a real launching pad for us. Mm.
1: And so with Beyond the Boardroom is it just with the surfing or they're doing other activities? No so
0: pretty well Beyond the Boardroom is totally separate now to the surf school Mm -hmm. and but we do cross over some staff um, in our office Uh, so that's more I guess team building activities all over Australia so we run in every state of the of the country um we've got our we did our first job in New Zealand last October and then we've got a job in three weeks in Tokyo as well so we sort of we've got a dream to go to 100 cities around the world um we're on yeah I guess launching out to start doing that but the team building activities we'll do things like um Adelaide's amazing race uh or amazing races in all the cities survivor style programs with which problem solving Mm. uh we would do a lot of Um, I guess CSR is our main focus, which is that corporate social responsibility. So uh, we're trying to do activities which have purpose, they're challenging and they're fun. And a lot of the purpose, for example, we might do um, an activity called Bike Brigade where we'll do challenges to get parts of little kids' push bikes, and then Mm. people have to build the bikes and then they get donated off to um, charities at the end of the day. Yeah, mate, we've found that that social impact is really important Mm. in our marketing.
1: Just talking with you, you're obviously got lots of ideas going on, you know, (laughs) and the dream is the hundred cities, you know, you think big. Yeah. And how important do you think that is in building business?
0: Until about five years ago, I was really chasing rabbits everywhere. Um, And when you chase too many rabbits, you don't catch any. So after realising that, and Mm -hmm. I must say my accountant called me the 80% man. He said I would get something to 80% and then I would just get bored and go and chase the next shiny object. Um, (laughs) And so I've I've really learned from that. And that's why we sold off many of our brands and just tried to focus on the surf school and and the team building, Mm -hmm. which probably long-term is still too many. Um, But you know, that was something that we needed, I needed to learn. Uh, And then you're having that big vision and gets the team rallied, um, and it really inspires you to keep pushing forward. So at least yeah. you know where you're going.
1: Yeah. So you know, there's two things there that the learning, business learnings. You know, what's that process been like for you?
0: Yeah, I've learned a lot over the last maybe, nearly 17 years of having my own business. And you have to remember, I started when I was 23, and before that, I was just travelling around being a, a tour guide and having fun. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I had to learn everything as I went. You know, and that was. I guess you learn a lot when you're hands on doing things, yeah. um, especially in a small business. And, you know, the last few years was really going really well, but we had a lot of tough years in between as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had we put one business into liquidation. We did all sorts of things. We lost a fortune on some and made lots of money on others. And, yeah. yeah, it's just a learning journey.
1: Yeah. And so what sort of thing do you take out of that? Like, you know, putting a business through liquidation, what's... You lick your wounds and keep going. What do you learn from that?
0: Pretty well. You learn (laughs) you don't want to do that again. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, you just learn which decisions to make the smart decisions, to focus on the right things at the right time and not, I guess, and not say yes to every opportunity Mm. Um, because when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. So um, it's really important to just focus on the right things. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which isn't necessarily always straightforward to begin with. No. (laughs) (laughs) hindsight's a wonderful thing it
0: is a very wonderful thing yeah
1: okay so then the other aspect of of that original comment that that i wanted to talk about more was your communication internally sharing that vision with your team you know how do you go about that is something is that something you do regularly you know what's what's your approach to that
0: yeah sure so i mean obviously we have staff meetings like most businesses do um and the beginning of our staff meeting is always What's our BHAG? What's our big, hairy, audacious goal? Yeah. Um, which is, and everyone can recite that off. They know exactly where we're going. They know exactly where to tell people where we're going as a business. Um, they know what to say of, of what we do. And so that's reminded every single meeting probably, which is weekly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so at least, yeah, everyone's aware of where, where we're going and where we're trying to go.
1: You know, understanding business models, you know, and many small business owners who start businesses don't have formal business training, you know, like, so where's the model?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a different model for every industry, really. Um, and it depends what you're, you're going into it for. If you, you know, if you want to go into a business just to make money, go and sell conveyor belts or something that you can just repeat, 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 you know, but if you want to do something that you really, really love, mm. then you might find it's more of a lifestyle than it is a business. So just knowing what you're really, really Want mm. yeah, what you want out of it, what your end game is, and also I think knowing how you're gonna how you're gonna get out of the business later on, um, you need to think about that before you even start. So, because mm. otherwise, you know, how, how are you gonna be able to sell it? What are you gonna do at the end when you change your mind? And you you know, we'll change our minds and move on to new things. So
1: I'm really interested in understanding with the two different businesses being quite different, do you use different communication strategies for both? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, can you
0: tell me about it? Definitely. That? So, um, we, we have like an annual content planner, and obviously, we have marketing plans that we roll out. Um, you know, our ideal customer for a surf school is totally different than what it is for a team building activity. Um, and we also have a Segway business up in the Blue Mountains as well, and that customer is totally different again. So, it's, you know, we've done a lot of work just working out who our ideal customer is, um, and so we could write that material based on that person. Well, yeah, so we try and put a, a name on it or,
1: mm. yeah. So you've really drilled down into that persona, so you know them quite well.
0: That's right, so we've done that probably, you know, for our for our surf school, we probably have a couple of personas we write towards, you know, um, one might be a mum with some kids, you know, so the kids are going surfing and then the others will be some, I don't know, 20 to 30 year olds who are wanting to do their bucket list and go surfing and things like that. So there's a few different markets that we, um, I guess, tailor that communication towards. Mm.
1: And do you use different channels, communication channels for the different businesses?
0: Yeah, so the surf school, I think, you know, between Instagram and Facebook is still good. Um, We haven't explored much in Snapchat. I think that's a whole nother world to play with. Mm. But also um, YouTube's been good for our surf school as well. So we did a series of how-to videos and things like that, which create some great engagement. Um, I guess being a visual, uh, tourism-y, sporty surfing activity, um, it's very, you know, I guess that visual is really important. Mm. Um, whereas read the team building activities, You know, probably some LinkedIn posts, and we still use Facebook for that as well. Um, and that's more of not as much visual, more, I guess, information.
1: Yeah. Mm. So it's more corporate sort of tailor. M- much more corporate. Mm. And so, and do you think like those personas, do you think it's really important to understand both who they are and then where they are, that's yes. been really valuable for your business?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, for our surf school, we've been around a long time. And we've drilled it down more than we have for our team building, but um, for the surf school, definitely. Like we know probably which suburbs they're living in, what sort of car they'll drive, what charity they would give to, um, what music they would probably listen to, all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: So you've really built up an intimate profile of them. Yeah. And and what impact do you have? Do you think that has when you're then communicating with them?
0: Well, you know, that's probably the language that you want to use, and I guess yeah, what might. Um, inspire them to do business with you and come and you Mm. know have fun bringing the kids surfing or whatever yeah Mm. so you sort of can tailor that a bit better
1: yeah yeah great and do you use are you sharing stories in amongst your content you know stories of people that have surfed or surfing stories is that something that you utilize a lot in your communication yeah
0: Yeah, we have done a bit of that and we'll probably do more Um, we've got a plan coming up very shortly just to do interviews with all the surf coaches about who they are and why they love doing what they're doing and things like that. So yeah, we're, we're trying to build that storytelling more into our marketing. Mm. Um, yes, but you know, it's a long process and again, resources and being able to roll it out is a tricky yeah. part.
1: Yeah, and you know, talking about that resources and you know, the juggling and making decisions, you know, how do you go about evaluating that as a small business?
0: How much money you've got, <laughs> how much output you can get out of um, something, you know, so we have, we've got a team of like eight Full time in the Philippines now um, mm. that are part of our business too. So they're doing a lot of search engine optimization over there. We've got full time marketing manager over there, um, and then we have assistants. So mm. we've we've had to look for the for the dollar that we could spend here and the output. We've had to look both ways of how can we get the most output, mm. and the direct result has been you know we've been in the fastest uh, growing South Australian companies for the last four years in a row mm. um, across all industries in the top 20. So they have enabled us to grow and employ more more Aussies, which is really cool.
1: And at what point did you make that decision to include that? Like, and and how did you go through that process?
0: Yeah, I had a few fails. Um, (laughs) And, you know, we started using outsourcing websites, things like that, just for general little projects and things. So we tried that for a little while, um, but they were too ad hoc. And we really wanted people on our team every day that we could communicate with. And that's when we started um, going through recruitment people in the Philippines.
1: And would you have any advice for businesses considering that?
0: Yeah, just have a very clear uh, job description and all the tasks that you want them to do and Mm. make sure that's very, very clear um, and processes for everything, making sure you, or even they can help you write them. But making sure you've got good processes, it's all very clear and making sure you communicate with them like they're a member of your team uh, and everyday communication, I suppose, important, Mm. just like you would with any other staff member because um, they want to be part of the business.
1: And with that sales process, you know, making sure you had those good sales people, you know, how did you do that and what sort of training have you provided? How do you build up a really strong sales team?
0: Sure, so we've uh, we developed, I guess, a sales playbook. So we have it's probably about 40 or 50 pages um, talking about personality types, uh, how they, what language they like to use, if they're fast at making decisions, slow at making decisions, how you approach it. Um, we've got a framework for phone calls of how to work through step-by-step step the questions to ask um, and then lots of product training. But, yeah, we've got a great a great playbook that spells it all out step-by-step mm. step for the sales guys because, you know, unless they are going to follow the system, uh, it's, which is tried and tested, it's not going to work. So, yeah, it's really important to have the, the systems really strong.
1: And so that network that you've built and developed, you know, how important is that? throughout your business journey?
0: Yeah, I thought networks can send you referrals and business. I mean, I think we probably got introduced by someone who said, have you heard of, of yeah. Luke? You know, and that's just through in the network of being in that industry for a long time. Uh, and it's really, really important because it yeah, yeah, it's, that sharing and promoting of each other is really important. Um, I mean on the Fluoro Peninsula where we are, I'm very aware that my little business to be successful my town needs to be successful for my town to be successful then the region needs to be successful for the region the state and then the state to be successful the whole country has to be successful so I'm very aware of how we all work need to work together to Mm. be all successful and I think that's really important to recognize
1: all right well thank you so much for sharing uh, your tips and information Mm -hmm. with us today in conclusion though Luke can you share with me your be the drop tip And that's your top tip for communication that connects.
0: Be authentic um, and be very clear and know the message that you want to deliver um, to the world. Um, That's probably the the most important.
1: Good. And make sure your whole team knows it too. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, Yeah. good. Thank you so much.
0: No worries. Thank you.
1: Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. It is our mission to help unlock the power of story through this podcast and the range of products and services that we offer. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To get in touch with any specific comments, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time.